Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, baby, bet online. You got to head to the new updated desktop or website on that their mobile app you got. Sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus. You heard me correctly. I didn't say 1515. I said 50, 50, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code BLEAV50. That's BLEAV50 to receive your bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, you name it. They even got a Vegas casino, okay? So you're, you're bored. You got something not going on when it comes to sports? Go ahead. Do some gambling right there. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's only at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Listen to me. Confidence in the bedroom, it's essential. It's paramount. And I understand, look, there's going to be times when you're not feeling up to snuff, when you're not, you're not feeling like the god that you really are. So what do you need to do? You need to turn to Blue Chew. The last thing you want to do when you're already dealing with the, the shame or the embarrassment of not being able to perform in the bedroom, last thing you want to do, go into a doctor's office and talk about it, then wait in line at a drugstore so that you could pick up said medication? No, 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 no. Blue Chew takes care of all of it. All the active ingredients of Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet at a fraction of the cost. But the best part, in my opinion, it arrives right at your door. All you got to do, sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days right to your front door. No embarrassment, no need to further the awkward feelings just to get back in the game. Blue Chew, man, it's where it's at. So if you need some extra confidence in the bedroom, Blue Chew can help. I got a special deal, by the way, for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code Mikey at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code Mikey. Receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. Welcome to the Mikey Likes You podcast, everyone. How lovely you've arrived. Um, wanted to touch on some stuff that uh, it's not necessarily a Q&A, but it is cues that I've been consistently getting from different aspects of my life. It either be someone that I see in, in person or my top tier Patreon clients they will consistently ask me certain questions that, uh, you know, at least it leaves a little note in my brain that lets me know, all right, well, maybe this is something that a lot of people are struggling with or a lot of people have confusion with, and therefore I should probably do an episode about it. Um, so I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, speaking of my top-tier clients, I do have, you know, access and availability for my top tier of my Patreon clients, go to my Patreon at Mike Catherwood. Uh, any you know, throw in Mike Catherwood there at Patreon. My um, my little hub, my little profile should come up, and then sign up for whatever tier you feel comfortable with. Just know that I am so greatly, deeply appreciative of you doing that. Period. Um, the ability for me to continue to do this podcast is absolutely based upon Patreon. I am not um, in any way trying to minimize what my sponsors, great, great sponsors, all of them, sponsors that uh, I use their products and I believe in their products, but 
I, I'll be very honest, I wouldn't be able to continue to do this podcast um, from a financial standpoint if it wasn't for the Patreon. So thank you to everyone. I love it. But uh, what you get with the top tier is essentially the ability to have me personally coach you and train you nutrition, training, habits, and it is customized to you where you're at in your life, your age, your gender, your body type, your goals. Um, and uh, I do think that that's one of the bigger factors of making meaningful change when it comes to that kind of stuff because everybody's body is so different and I do – I dislike the idea of even giving – you know, plug and play programs, whether it be for food or training, because the reality is, is that what would work for someone is not going to work for you or vice versa. So um, if you're really serious about doing it, and a lot of people do tend to get serious around the end of the year, uh, just head to my Patreon. I'll put a link in the show notes. And um, yeah, so that's an available that's available for you if you're interested. Um, so anyway, let me get let me get cracking on the stuff that I find is constantly causing people problems and or has constantly caused me problems. Here's here's one that's I think huge. And no matter where you're at in fitness, where you're at in life, this one's going to rear its ugly head and that is the constant feeling that you're doing it wrong. Right? The or you're doing something, you're applying the effort and you just think like, well there's got to be more I could be doing. Um supernatural, at least I assume, I hope, because I deal with this all the time. I've been dealing with it the last couple of weeks because I got incredibly violently ill. Like I was shitting piss for, <laughs> for like, I'm very classy, for like uh, four days and I, I couldn't eat. I mean, I could not put food down. So of course I lost like 11 pounds, you know, in four or five days, which to most people out there who are like grossly overweight is sounds great. But to me, it was a disaster because we all know I wasn't losing body fat. I was losing because I was not nourishing myself. It was mostly water and then, you know, a little bit of muscle mass. And, uh, you know, when you put in as much effort as I do, as some of you do into training and to trying to build up your body and be healthy to see it just evaporate by something that's outside of my control. It wasn't like I decided to take up a, a hobby of Jack in the box and, and vodka. I, I, this is something hit me and I think, you know, my wife and I just filled out our chicken coop and I was dealing with the chickens a lot. And I think I got some weird fucking poultry born illness, but I was really sick anyway. Um, so then I, you know, I'm trying to put the pieces back together and I'm like, am I doing too much volume? Am I, oh, I got to get it quicker. I should cut my carbs. You know, that's what I should do to get myself back. I just should go pure protein. And you know, staying the course is really paramount. Now, staying the course, if your plan is fucked, is, of course, going to be a disaster. And I think that that's why a lot of people encounter trouble is that they, they make a, a sincere decision internally. I'm going to get in better shape. I'm tired of the way I look. I'm tired of the way I feel. Here we go. But you don't have kind of the guidance or the knowledge to do it properly. Then you actually do stay the course and you're, you're, you're applying yourself to something that isn't going to give you any results. And you're like, well, fuck this, okay? So that's one thing. Another thing is, is that you're so super motivated. You do get good guidance. You do have a program set up for you. And three or four weeks into it, you're like, I I'm not getting, I'm not getting the results I want fast enough, or I'm not getting results like that other person's getting results. 
So I'm going to add in a bunch of stuff or I'm going to cut more calories than I was prescribed to do. I'm going to add in more exercises. I'm going to do my workout twice in a week as opposed to once a week. All these things play in your head, right? And I will tell you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, and this comes from my own personal experience and from working with people, working alongside people, high-level athletes down to regular Joes, you will make that kind of life-changing transition, the progress that comes where, where you internally, which is more important, and everyone around you will notice and will see the difference in you. And I'm not just talking abs and biceps. I'm talking about the difference. When you make a difference in your life, when you internally transform something inside of you for the positive, it comes from consistency to doing a very simple, very well-curated collection of things, not from constantly adding in or subtracting elaborate stuff. Okay? The person who makes commits 12 weeks without deviating, regardless of how frustrated they get, regardless of how disappointed they may be. You devote 12 weeks to walking every day a certain, a good amount and doing two really well-constructed resistance training uh, extra, uh, routines twice a week. That, that person will inevitably end up with better results than the person who does a six-day-a-week training split with all this elaborate stuff going on. Because almost always, the person doing the six-day-a-week elaborate training program, you know, with varying volumes and whatnot, isn't going to stick to it. Or something will arise where they're saying, like, well, maybe, I, maybe what I'm doing is too much work for that goal. I should change my goals. I should do this. I should do that. There's decision fatigue that comes in. And, you know, the reality is, is that the big, big difference, the big stuff that we're all shooting for, that internal transition, the big results that you see, the before and after pictures, the stuff it takes to do that is kind of boring. And I saw a, a, a YouTube video the other day of Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul, um, talking about training and talking about his life and talking about his commitment to playing basketball. And, and what I appreciated about this video in particular is that a lot, especially about Kobe's work ethic, became th this, this thing of legend. And you almost thought that he was continually putting on a show uh, 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 to keep up the image. And I, I am fortunate enough from my job and my life to have been very close with broadcasters and um, staff members of the Los Angeles Lakers, the sports broadcasters for a time that were working with the Lakers day in and day out that really actually got to know these people, these players and coaches. I, I, I'm close personal friends with, with a, a good collection of them. So all the lure of the, 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 the legend, the mystique of Kobe Bryant, it was totally true. He was showing up to the gym way earlier than everybody at every point in his career, he would leave later. He was the most driven person that anyone had ever encountered, um, who had not, you know, spent time with Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. It was totally legit, but Kobe was talking about his life and he was talking about his training protocol and everything. And, um, he was describing how 
it's not the sweat that he had to deal with. It was that in order to be amazing, he had to just constantly, constantly, over and over again, pound away at stuff that he found fundamental and was at times, to be frank, boring. Hitting that elbow jumper over and over again, you know, at the, at the uh, you know, baseline jumper, just drilling it, drilling it, drilling it, dr- drilling transitions, you know, putting through the legs and just working on agility off the off the off the dribble, uh, elevating on the jump shot, free throws. It what he wanted to do these kind of elaborate, um, you know, YouTube t- style uh, dribbling sequences. Work on that and dunk and all that. It, that's fun, right? But he knew he knew to be the best that he had to just constantly just over and over again. He was hammering this stuff that he admitted was at times very boring. And that was the hardest part for him was fighting this urge to just give up because it was fucking dull. And I will tell you with body transformation, that's a thing. And, you know, YouTube fitness personalities and Instagram fitness influencers can make a great living presenting these really eye-catching, really impressive kind of acrobatic programs with different breakdowns of circuits and kettlebells and da-da-da. You want to know the reality is like monitor your calories, up the protein, and grind week after week after week. The same stuff, the same kind of boring, monotonous crap. It becomes not boring when you can see yourself becoming better, but it, it is, you know, at, at, at first glance on paper, it is boring and just work past that. If you really want to do that, if you really want to make that change that, that is, is altering for everything in your life. Again, it's not just about the image, the, the abs and the bicep. If you want to do that thing where inside you know you're becoming a different person for the better. Sometimes you just got to have the iron will to get through what could be looked at as monotony. Because most everyone, I don't think Americans are, I don't think Americans are, I don't think modern humans are lazy. I don't. Sure, there are. I know some lazy fucks. But I don't think it's it's this resistance to getting off the couch because you hate sweating. I don't think it's resistance to going after the job that y- you've always dreamed of or, or, or writing the script you, you've had cooked up in your brain. I don't think that resistance comes from laziness, a lack of work ethic. What I think it is more than anything is that it takes so much fortitude to push through continually doing the shit that you know isn't going to be all that pleasurable. And to just continue hammering away at it. I had that problem so, I mean, like so deeply when it came to jujitsu. I wanted so badly to be, you know, Hamilo Boral. I wanted to be Marcelo Garcia. You know, I wanted to be able to, to throw people in my guard and just, effortlessly elevate my hips and choke people and fucking break their arms. I did. 
And then about three or four months into being a white belt and going in there, I was like, oh, man, I got to continually do these shrimping exercises. And I got to have people smash me from and, and work on my defense. And it's like it's kind of boring. Like I thought this was going to be super fun and I was going to be flipping around doing flying arm bars. And after the like 300th time of doing like the gr- traditional Gracie get up, I was like, I don't know if this is fun. I don't like it. And I had to do something internally and, and to take time off here and there. And I finally came back and I was like, no, let's just let's just do it. And then one day, you know, after about a year, a year into being a blue belt, like where I, I, I actually started to have fun with it because I bit the bullet and worked on the things I needed to work on. And it was not oftentimes, most of the time, it was not fun. But, uh, you know, that's just that's just one thing that I would like to address. It's like, don't get all panicky. Commit to doing something with consistency that may not seem like it's the most challenging. It may not seem like it's the most stimulating. But the results typically are at the end of that journey where you just have the guts to stay the course with a program and do what you need to do. And also, like, I think be honest with yourself. Here's a personal example where I had to do E-Crow. I, I'm 42. I uh, recently went back to Los Angeles to visit my family for Thanksgiving. And uh, I was talking to a guru of mine, a guy that I worked with in the past in, in regard, not, not necessarily to fitness, but to health. Um, and he's in his 60s and he's very healthy, very vibrant. And I was telling him, I was like, hey, man, should I investigate this peptide and this uh, supplement and the this type of diet because I, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm not recovering and everything hurts. And how do I do this now? And he goes, uh, how about, uh, you sleep eight hours a day consistently and get back to me. I'm like, what? And he's like, you just got done telling me that you're having trouble sleeping, that you maybe sleep five hours a night on a good night. Okay. Uh, don't worry about elaborate fucking supplement stacks and and peptides and going to an endocrinologist and TRT until just do that first. Then we can explore something. Um, and he's right. I just needed to bite the bullet and do the stuff. That's not necessarily a lot fun. Commit to that. Then let's see, let's see how things are. All right. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk of speaking of TRT is I've had a bunch of guys hit me up about TRT. And there's a lot of confusion around it, and I guess understandably, but here's the difference. Okay, TRT and steroids are different and the same. What is the difference? The difference is is that what you all, the common kind of people who are not in the know when it comes to sex hormones and and performance-enhancing drugs and whatnot, you just know like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, steroids, it's bad. Professional bodybuilders, they die. Steroids. Okay. Yes, that's true. It's it's androgenic anabolic compounds, internal human sex hormones that are given exogenously from outside the body. You take something that's already in the body, you give it, you supplement with more from outside the body. When done willy-nilly, when done just for the pure purpose of body enhancement and performance enhancement, can be very dangerous. And I do not recommend it. 
But being someone who has either had an injury or some type of life circumstance or has just gotten older and seeing a professional MD to analyze your internal blood work and then prescribe you therapies of these hormones, which are oftentimes the same thing that we think of as steroids, to supplement that, to make up for things that you're lacking in naturally, that is what is HRT, hormone replacement therapy, or testosterone replacement therapy. And that is a very different thing. Um, it's usually much less of a dose. Um, you know, a lot of, a very standard TRT protocol is like 100 milligrams of testosterone a week. Um, that's a good like baseline, like standard one that I hear a lot of people talking about. Um, when I was doing bodybuilding, as by the way, I was like in my early 20s, I probably had fine hormones as is. I was using like 600 to 1,000 milligrams a week, you know, stupid, it's stupid. And then there's these anabolic compounds that oftentimes have nothing to do with TRT or HRT, things like decadurabilin, things like D-ball. These are the anabolics. And they are often, they, they usually are not related to something that a doctor would prescribe you. These are things that are used specifically to get jacked or to hit home runs. And those have nothing to do with hormone replacement therapy. There's no hormone replacement therapy where you're going to get DECA shots. It's usually testosterone and sometimes growth hormone, and which is different. It is not testosterone. It is not an anabolic. It is a hormone in your body naturally occurring, and it deteriorates with age. It, it declines. So um, men and women will get to an age or, like I said, have some type of brain injury or some type of injury or circumstance where they are uh, clinically low in certain hormones, then they then you go to a doctor and you receive a prescription to then supplement with exogenous hormones to make up for you being critically low in those hormones. That is the separation between the two. Um, I also don't recommend doing TRT or HRT until you absolutely need to. Okay. I get so many 34 year old guys who are like, Oh, I'm thinking about getting on TRT. I was like, well, have you had blood work done? No, no, no. I've just, uh, you know, I'm feeling tired. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> Whoa. I'm not going to bullshit you and be like, I'm, I'm against it. I'm 42. I'm healthy. I, Cause there's, there's those dudes out there that are like 65, no TRT, or at least they say that. And they look great and they feel great. I'm going to, at some point be on hormone replacement therapy. I am not, but, um, I'm just waiting till I, I, I need it till I really need it. Um, and I, I guess, look, I've had experience with using these hormonal compounds when I was doing it, like I said, for bodybuilding and I, it's not fucking worth it because these are drugs that are essentially made for you to be taking forever. These are drugs that are designed to be given to someone who needs it to make up for a lack now, if you give it to someone who doesn't necessarily need it, then you're fucking up your entire endocrine system and your hormonal balance without even really needing it, and you're fu you, you are fucked after that. There is post-cycle therapy that you can do to help make it, but it's never the same. So why fuck with it? It gets back to what I was talking about earlier. How about you try a really, really good program and committing yourself to it and eating really well for a long period of time? Then see if you just desperately need your testosterone. You desperately need your fucking winstrel. You know? So, there you go.
Ask yourself this, why don't traditional diets work? Well, because you can't fight biology with willpower. It's true. Calibrate, it's different. It's comprehensive. Doctor-guided metabolic reset. It promotes sustainable results through lifestyle changes. Calibrate works because they combine prescribed, FDA-approved medication with lifestyle changes to improve metabolic health. It's a fully integrated program that includes classes, one-on-one video coaching, in-app tracking, community with members just like you for all that support that you're going to be needing. Your weight doesn't reflect your willpower. Trust me. Get back in control with Calibrate. Get $50 off the one-year metabolic reset when you use the promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV at joincalibrate.com. That's $50 off when you use the code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, at joincalibrate.com. Training style, muscular failure, intensity, things like that. A lot of people are very confused about training intensity. And I guess there's good reason because you will hear very smart people who definitely know what they're talking about, who, sh- who say that you should keep a couple reps in the tank and not necessarily go to failure. And if you're talking about sports performance or strength, pure strength, um, competitive bo- uh, powerlifting, um, Olympic lifting, things like that, that is absolutely true. Your training, if you are an athlete of a skill sport that isn't a physique sport, a skill sport, your training, your strength and conditioning training should make you feel better in your sport, should make you perform better at any given time. Training to drastically change your body makes you so fucking sore and makes you drained, okay? There is a very clear difference, you know, and I think a lot of like high school football players and and high school wrestlers and, you know, even college athletes sometimes – they look at, you know, The Rock and they train, want to train like The Rock or Arnold for their football season. And it's, it's not good. You know, a high, high volume squatting to get your legs to blow up and have big, amazing, beautiful fucking tree trunk thighs will make you walk weird, let alone go out and be able to run a 4-3-40, you know, and be able to cut in, in, in between, in between the guard and the tackle. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, sports performance, I do think it it is very important to always gauge how your body is going to react to this and how it's going to feel. You can increase your strength greatly consistently by leaving some reps in the tank. You, everyday dude or everyday chick who just wants to look better and feel better, you you gotta go to dark places when it comes to performing your sets. And there's a difference between what you perceive to be failure And what is real failure? I do think that um, because most people either A, aren't capable or B, aren't prepared to do, to train how you're supposed to train, a lot of fitness personalities will then make up for that by training, giving people programs where they're training a ton. And so you're just doing a lot of really mediocre efforts. And that that sucks on two levels. One, you don't get great results. Two, you have to train all the time and to not get great results. And it's fucking mind-numbing and frustrating. So your intensity and your volume have to be absolutely geared towards who you are, how much training history you have, how, what is your genetic ability, what gender are you, what age are you, um, you have to take all those things into consideration. 
But one thing's for sure. It's not necessarily all the time, but at some point for a predominant amount of your year when you're periodizing things, you got to go to failure. And when I say failure, people absolutely misunderstand this. Never compromise your safety. I think deadlifts and squats, back squats is a, is a different beast. So going to complete muscular failure on squats, although you can do it, I don't recommend it for most people. Um, because once your form goes in those two exercises, you can really fuck yourself up. But in general, people get to like four to five, sometimes even longer. They, they, they get to a point where it starts to hurt or it starts to get uncomfortable and they're like, I have hit failure. That is not failure. Muscular failure means I cannot move this muscle another inch, no matter how hard I try. If you were doing pull-ups, okay, and you're hanging, and you're, and underneath your butt, there was a crocodile that was going to eat your balls and ass, jumping up from the water to get you. How hard would you pull to get more reps? If you match, that's failure. Analyze that when you're doing a pull-up, or this is, I think, just a, a visually an easier one to do. But if you're doing a pull-up, a lot of people do a pull-up and they get up to like here and they're like, wow, this is really hard. This really hurts. I'm shaking. And then they're like, I have fit failure. Well, you could have definitely got your chin up higher. You probably could have got another two reps. But you have to mentally go to the place where the crocodile is going to eat your ball sack. Lyle McDonald just put up an amazing study. Now, granted, this is rats, um, which can at times have a lot of carryover to humans, but this is more of just an example. Um, And they took two separate rats and they gave the rats the ability to push this thing like a sled, almost uh, be like a rat sled where they're pushing it. And the ones who pushed to failure, even when they were given like an electric zap, they couldn't push anymore. They tried to get away from the zap. They were being zapped in the booty. Um, Very cruel, I know. But he didn't conduct this study. He just found it. Um, Those rats, even though they pushed the sled much less than the ones who were constantly pushing it all day at like a lower volume, those rats had a, a much, much better increase in muscle mass a decrease in, um, non-muscular weight. Um, and it, it resistant, it, you know, the kind of the, the results were there. Now, do I think that this spells out absolutely conclusive, ample scientific proof to show that high intensity failure workouts is better for humans? No. What I am saying is, this is a good example of how you need to mentally gear yourself to go there. Um, doing, a, a bicep curl, when, because biceps are one of those muscles like calves and biceps, they start to pump up and hurt. You know, the lactic acid buildup's great. You can't just go to lactic, lactic acid buildup and be like, ah, this is hurting and, and be done. You have to go farther. You have to push yourself. And then it gets into my next thing that a lot of people get confused about, and that is form and, and cheating, momentum. Always, always use picture-perfect form until you can't. I'm a big believer in form. I am a big believer in movement patterns. Um, but creative cheating, as Char, uh, as uh, Vince Gironda used to call it, is 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 definitely good and definitely something I encourage. Let's get back to it again. Deadlifts and squatting. There's no creative. There's nothing to be creative about there. That's math. That's two plus two equals four. 
if you are getting down to the bottom of a squat and you feel like you cannot get it up unless you were to round the upper part of your thoracic or to uh, super arch and pull forward like you're doing a good morning, you you're, don't do that. In fact, stop prior to even getting to that point. Deadlift the same thing. Always be more conservative with those exercises. But pretty much everything else, including bench press, if you have a if you have a spotter. If you want to start, you know, your first three to four reps are perfect and slow, negative, pause, boom. Great. I agree. You know, feel feel the contraction in the pecs and the stretch in the pecs. Yeah. But then if you can get three or four or five more reps by bouncing, bounce. If you're I'm, when I'm doing overhead press, I always try to keep my upper back locked and I, you know, push and then put my head through the window, back down, slow, boom. But after four or five reps, you better believe I'm arching a little bit. I don't go into a push press, but I'm, I'm arching. I get myself a little whatever I can. You know, it's like a by any means necessary um, thing. And then especially training arms, training um, other leg exercises besides the squat or, um, you know, any squatting movement. Yeah, you know, you, I, I think you should be rigid with your form till the point that you can't. And if you can eke out a little bit more of a contraction, a couple more reps, you do that. Do that. You know, you start. There's an exercise called the cheating curl. It's a reason. And old school bodybuilders used to do it all the time. They used to measure who could cheat curl the most. And it's just essentially like a mix of a kettlebell swing and a barbell curl. And they would swing it up using their dick and their pelvis to pound it forward at first. That's why Arnold was so good at it. Ah! Um, so, yes, you should have your mind on form. But your form can change throughout the rep because you essentially hitting muscular failure and trying to maximize the amount of work that you do in each given set is much more important than the amount of total work that you do. All right. Um, so those are, those are some things that I wanted to touch on there. And, and kind of in closing, you can't, I think Lane Norton said, I always use the analogy of you can't ride two horses with one ass. And Lane was just talking the other day. I, I can put up a link to, uh, on his Instagram where he was going over it, where he, you know, building muscle and losing body fat at the same time. Is it possible? Yes. Um, it's possible to a dramatic degree for complete beginners, for the obese, and for people who are willing to do it slowly and incrementally. That is the world that I like to fall into. I don't like the I, I have no desire to build 20 pounds of muscle, nor do I want to lose an overwhelming amount of weight. What I do want to do is kind of con consistently be devoting myself to maximizing both, even if it's at infinitesimal levels. Um, that's body recomposition. And it takes a little bit more mental fortitude because the results aren't as, um, as great. But, and I've talked about this in prior podcasts, if you just want to be jacked and you start eating willy-nilly anything and everything in order to gain fill in the blank amount of muscle in a short amount of time. You will be fat. Okay? That's what bulking does. And every young man has at least flirted with the idea of doing it because they dream of not being a pipsqueak. But you will be fat unless you are on drugs or genetically a freak. 
And those people are out there. Um, but that's not reality. Look at Conor McGregor. He's a perfect example. He blew up the internet by posting pictures of himself at 190 pounds. Yeah, his muscles are bigger. But he's a bloated fuck. He's almost unrecognizable. Because that's not, it's not reality. You don't put on 15 pounds of muscle. It takes the best of the best to do, it takes, uh, at, at the 15 pounds of muscle, if you're really genetically gifted, you could do that in a year. But most people, me, I, when I was, even now, I'm 42, it's different, but when I was 25, to put on 15 pounds of muscle would have taken me two, three years. Um, and because I wanted to do it in three months, I got fat all the time. And then I had to work so hard to fucking try to lean out. And it was this weird yo-yo thing and losing body fat. Okay. Just bite the bullet and understand that if you're really going to get shredded, there's going to be some muscle loss unless you want to commit to two years of doing it. Now, again, if you're just a regular Joe, skinny fat and hasn't been training you can lose considerable body fat and maybe even gain a little bit of muscle. You really can. And I think that that should be almost everyone's goal out there because don't get tricked into think, thinking that you're going to look like The Rock and Brad Pitt in Fight Club at the same time. Just shoot for looking leaner and, and maintaining or gaining a little bit of muscle because once you start going in extremes, you've got to give up on the other. If you're 20 plus percent body fat for men or, you know, 25 for women, let's say just you're, you're, you're not by any means obese, but you're just, you're not, you're overweight and you're soft. Your, your goal all the time, your paramount goal should be body fat reduction while maintaining or gaining a small amount of muscle. Okay. You can't get it twisted to thinking that you're going to have some extreme level of weight loss or extreme level of weight gain with muscle mass because that you have to fully commit to. And if you fully commit to doing one of the other two, you're going to compromise the other. You can't, ch you can't. If you try to chase two chickens, you're going to lose them both. That's what I think that was Lane's uh, analogy. Um, so there you go. Thank you to all my amazing sponsors. Thank you to all my amazing patrons. Thank you to you who is just the viewer or the listener. And remember in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares. I do be good people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.